What is good? You are listening to the Life of Lucio podcast with your host, the one, the only, yours truly, Telly J. Lucio. This podcast is rated mature, so that means you must be 17 years age of age or older to be listening, so you should stop listening. Shh, don't listen. Turn it off. Now nah, you're probably going to listen anyways, but you've been warned, so I'm not liable. <laughs> uh, what is up, everyone? So this episode, no idea what I'm going to name it yet, but uh, the episode will be a Saturday's episode. I, I try and post every Wednesday and Saturday, so this is from this is for Saturday. Uh, let's see, what's today's date? Today's the 8th, so that means Saturday was the 5th. So this is uh, December 5th episode. So I already had stuff I was going to talk about. So I'm going to talk about those things in this episode. And then tomorrow's episode, Wednesday's episode, we'll be kind of catching you guys up on some cool stuff and some heartwarming things. But as for today, uh, the one thing I really wanted to talk about was that I finished my podcast. I mean, podcast, I'm on it right now. I finished my script. I uh, finished writing it, and it was the best feeling ever. So I think I explained it before, but yeah, I've been working on this script for a few years, five, six years now, and I've done episodes of it. I've done different versions of it. I, I've you know played with the characters, adapted them, did this with them, did that with them. The original script was a an ensemble. I, I mentioned that. It was going to be four characters as the main characters, and we followed them on this field trip. But then I took it down to two because it was too much for me, and I wanted to do justice to the, the main character. So then I finished all, uh, a script supposed to be 110 pages. I finished 110 pages on the dot, like right at the bottom of the 110th page. So it was a great, great fucking feeling. Oh my God. Uh, I got to write it. I got to really go dive into it. My ending, I felt like, was my strongest part. I knew the ending of the movie since I first came up with the idea. Uh, one thing that I always feel is whenever I come up with a movie idea uh, for a script or for yeah for a movie usually, because I do TV shows too. In TV shows you don't really have an ending. You kind of just you know you, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But with movies, I generally always haven't have the ending like 100. percent This is the ending. This is the beginning. This is where he's gonna start. This is where he's gonna end. This is where these people are gonna start. This is where these you know I kind of have that figured out already. I've had a couple TV show ideas. I kind of know where it's gonna end, but I mean. It's it's so far. It's like how I met your mother. At the beginning, all oh, Ted's looking for a wife, and then they know what's going to happen nine years from now. It's kind of like that. With some ideas I have for TV shows, I know where it's going to start, and I know where it's going to end. But the ending is so far. It's like I know I'm never going to probably do that. But with this movie, I knew what the ending was going to be. I was very excited. So when I got to the ending, and I was able to kind of deliver those punches, those emotional punches, pow pow, those almost physical punches in some scenes, like it was awesome to write out, awesome to do. Because the, the hardest part for me, I figured out, and a lot of people do this, is when we write characters, when we write stories, you know, I have the ending in mind, so I know how it's going to end, right? I know how strong this person's going to be. But for them to look as strong as I want them to look, they cannot look strong the whole movie. They have to look very weak. You know, if you think about your favorite characters in whatever movie, and throughout the movie, yeah, there's going to be cool scenes here and there. But the thing is, that character has to be very weak. It has to grow a lot throughout the movie. And that's why it makes it so awesome at the end of the movie when they finally stick it to the person or they stand up for themselves or they fight the bullies because the whole time they've been taking it on the chin, they just, you know, they've been horrible. And that's the thing is I had I had to learn that. I'm like, okay, I have to write this character really weak. So there was a lot of scenes where I was just like, goodness gracious, why am I writing this? Well, like, I have to. This is what he would do. He's not at that point yet where he's strong. He can't be. 
So I would, you know, I, I did those things. So when I got to the ending, the finale, and I was able to kind of like, papa, <laughs> stick the landing. It was cool. It was fun. I felt relief. I felt super happy because I was done with it. It's been hanging over my head for literally like five or six years. And I just wanted to finish. And it's the first draft, so I don't anticipate it's the final thing ever. I'm going to play with it some more. I'm going to adapt it. Try to add some more funny parts. See what parts don't really stick. Change a couple words. I'm going to be doing that a few times. And then uh, the end result, I do want to sell it one day. You know, it would be awesome if a, if a damn production company bought it for millions of dollars. Hell yeah. But uh, that's why I kind of finished it. I want to move on to another one. So, you know, move on to another script, another idea. So I can practice writing. I need to practice because it might take me 50 scripts. It might take me 30 scripts before I actually, you know, get one that I like that is willing that could be sold maybe. Because, you know, that's what a lot of professionals do. They write a lot of scripts. So that's my goal. So I finished that one and then I moved on to the next. And I'm writing another one, another comedy. And the reason why I like writing comedy personally is because obviously I like funny movies. But I think writing, uh, I don't think oh i'm a funny person i can write comedy no because uh that's not really you know (laughs) that's not really successful like i've always had this idea if i wasn't a teacher i would go for stand-up comedy and not because i think i'm funny but because i like the art of making a joke you know when you're hanging out with your friends and you say something stupid or you make a funny face it's like oh it's funny whatever but when you're telling a story you're delivering you have to deliver with the right like oomph to get that punchline to get that laugh like I find that very uh, artistic. I find that very cool. And a couple years ago, I dated this girl. She was uh, she was like a stand-up comedian. You know, she was, I guess, she, I don't know what you would call, but local, I guess, stand-up comedian. And she told me about how she would make jokes and how she would do a lot of writing and a lot of this and a lot of that. And she did say that when people were like, oh, I, I'm, I'm funny. I could be in... Uh, I could be a stand-up comedian or I can be an improv because I'm funny and like that's a really bad way to come about it because you're probably not going to last because you, cause you're going to dominate everything. In terms of improv, you're going to dominate stuff. And in stand-up comedy, it doesn't matter if you think you're funny. You have to really deliver. And I, we kind of agreed on that. I was always like, yeah, yeah, I, I 100% see that because I like comedy. I would be a stand-up comedian not because I think I'm funny but because I like the work and I like to be able to find a way to hit that like – hit that punchline and it's rewarding you know it's just it's work it's grinding it's like wrestling you grind and you grind and you secure a takedown it's great you don't stop you know oh, i got a takedown no but it's just like all the hard work paid off boom then you go on to the next part you start riding the guy you're running a half you're putting a bar you're chopping you're grabbing a wrist you're working a turn now or you cut them like work for your next takedown you know and with the comedy it's like you landed a joke awesome now next joke and that's what writing is. You got to land a joke. You got to hit something funny, and then you got to move on and you got to react. So, I'm writing another comedy. Comedy and horror are the same in that way, where comedy's laughing and horror is scared. You build tension and then you release it. So, for this next one, this is actually one I thought of well, relatively recently, probably within the last year. But I've had this idea for the last couple of years. But the, I hit the kind of premise. So here's the premise. I put it all over my social media. I put it on Snapchat, Facebook, uh, Instagram, on my stories. And uh, my friend was like, this is going to be cold. But the, this is where I finally came down to. It's about a 20-something-year-old, probably like mid-20s, maybe even late-20s. could be 30s. That really doesn't matter. But I put 20-something-year-old successful uh, 
love blogger. So blogging, vlogging, I, I, that part could change too. He might be a vlogger. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he's a successful love blogger. He blogs about love and relationships. Uh, hires a dating coach. So he's so there's the irony. He's a successful love blogger, but he's hiring a dating coach because his girlfriend has recently left him for a janitor. <laughs> so just that idea, I feel like there's a lot to do with it. There's a lot to go there. There's a lot of insecurities. There's a lot of seeing the world wrong. So the way I want to, what I want to do most is, is I want to change how guys think. Because I used to think the same way in a lot of ways. And I've kind of had my eyes open the last three or four years. And having my eyes open, my life's changed for the better with relationships, with girls, with interactions with girls. doesn't matter if it's, you know, any girl. Like my mom, my sister, my friends, you know, romantic relationships, coworkers. doesn't matter. Just my relationships have been 1,000% better just by kind of unseeing some things. And I feel like this movie, I can write it that way because this guy's going to be like... You know, I'm successful. I'm 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 worth all this money, and you're gonna leave me for a janitor? Like, really? Like, think about every guy will think this would probably think the same thing. Most like 99 percent of guys, 97, 96 percent of guys, whatever you want to say, very high 90s, is gonna think the same way. And this movie is gonna go about looking for the. My theme is freedom. So this is you know I have the title. I don't want to say it yet. But the title is a quote that I live by, and that's going to be the title of the movie, and that's going to be the lesson that this guy needs to learn, because he's very, like, I'm successful, like, he runs his company pretty well, his blogging company makes money, and his relationship with his girlfriend, you know, he thinks because he has money, and he's successful, he can kind of do whatever he wants and get away with it, and he also is kind of controlling in a way, you know, he doesn't give the girl the freedom she wants or she deserves. So that's my next script idea. Very excited for that. Uh, I'm in the very beginning stages. So what are the beginning stages? Well, first, I got to get the characters. So I told you about the main character, but I got to figure out who the characters are going to be. Names of the characters, you know, how they, you know, who they are, how they walk, how they talk, what are their personalities, what's their backstory. Now, this stuff won't come out in the, like, it might, like, there's so much in my last script about, you know, my main characters and the, the girlfriend and, you know, all this stuff that, or the ex-girlfriend, all these things. That never came out on paper, but I knew it deep down. I knew who this guy was. I know who this kid was. I know in my script, uh, the, the main character's best friend is the one who gets him in a lot of trouble, and he has uh, he kind of has an he has an issue with a, with an authority figure, a teacher, and he was very let down by him in a way. And then that kind of came out in the script. But the thing is, it stems from his father. You know, his father's very. Uh, you know, talks a lot of shit to him, and that's why he acts the way he acts normally, is because he has, you know, daddy issues to put it in simple terms. But he, uh, he, his dad is very, you know, his dad's kind of a normal guy. He works, comes home, drinks beer, and you know, his son is, you know, a normal kid too. But whenever the son shows any signs of kind of positivity or growth, the dad just shuts it down. And so he has that authority. He has a hate for authority figure. So these are backstories that I have for the characters that might never come out but i know that's why they're doing the things i need to know these things so i need to know why they do what they do so i need to figure the characters out the backstories i gotta figure out what the plot is going to be in terms of okay this character he's going from here to here this character she's going from here to here uh the bad guy who's the bad guy quote unquote of the movie or what is the bad guy it could be a thing is it time um Oh yeah, so I missed a huge part. So the the premise of the movie is yeah, like a successful twenty year, twenty something year old love blogger hires a dating coach. 
you know, to find out why his girlfriend left him for a janitor right uh, before his middle of the year blog. So he has a love blog and the middle of the year blog is like this big, you know, this big thing that makes him so much money every year. And how is he supposed to write something when he just got broken up with and everyone kind of knows for a janitor? Like he needs to figure it out, right? So he can give people advice and show why he's right and she's wrong. But, you know, you kind of see where it's going. You know, it's a little predictable in that sense. But uh, I'm going to figure it out and work on those things. But that's where I am with my script. Pretty interesting stuff. This is what I do in my, you know, after I'm done working throughout the day and getting my lesson plans. I'll do that at night for a couple hours and then pretty much that's it. Uh yeah, so one last thing I wanted to talk about in here for my Saturday episode is if it was on Saturday, I was going to be, yeah, I have a 90-day interview with my work. So they believe they give they interview all the new workers at my school and they ask us how the school's been going, how's everything been compared to how we thought it was going to be, compared to how it actually is. And it's been our first 90 days and supposedly that in the first 90 days, you know whether or not you're going to stay at a company or in this case a school. So we had so that was what I was gonna say on Saturday what I was looking forward to, but today I actually had it, so I'm kind of skipping a little bit. But overall, it was it was what you would expect. We just talked a little bit, nothing finalized. She was asked, you know, the last question was like, "What do you do? You see yourself teaching here next year?" And I just said, "I don't know. It's too early to know. It's barely, you know, we haven't even been in the school yet. I don't know how all the things that I want are gonna be because I might not. I also don't know where my heart's gonna be next year. You know, do what, what if I want to go to high school? What if?" You know, I really want to get back to my roots of coaching and I need to be in a high school to do that or a middle school, you know, and, you know, what if my old school, what if there's a job opening, you know, I would go back in a heartbeat. What if, you know, you just don't know what certain things an offer comes from over here or this happens over here or, you know, some of my students end up leaving to a different state and there goes my plans for coaching. You know, you just don't know. So I told her, yeah, I don't know. I probably won't have a decision until May or, you know, the spring ish. And she said, okay, you know. Just as long as as soon as you know, let us know so we can you know know ahead of time and get workers and stuff like that. But but yeah, it was a pretty easy uh, interview. You just had to wake up a little earlier. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been crazy ride. Uh, the vaccine, so daily vaccine or weekly vaccine. Uh, as of right now, today's Tuesday the eighth. Uh, the tenth is the the Thursday you're supposed to meet the this big uh, committee and they're going to say whether or not they can approve it for emergency use and if they approve it for emergency use which is i, I bet that's what's going to happen once it's a formality at this point they're going to approve it thursday and then by monday i think they're going to be having uh, people in chicago getting the vaccine getting the shots uh frontline workers first so healthcare workers and uh uh Older people in in nursing homes and stuff like that, they're all going to get the shots because they're the vulnerable ones, which is huge, I think. I think if we get all the people, if we get a big chunk of the people who are on the older side of things, 70, 80, 90 years old, 100 years old, if we get them inoculated and vaccinated, I think that would be huge because we might have a lot of cases. You might have 5,000 cases a day, but if we're only having like four or five deaths or 20 or 15 deaths a day, I mean... That's more than we'd like, but that's huge compared to where we're at right now because a lot of people who are passing away are older people. And if we could get them safe, that's awesome. And then slowly but surely start, you know, uh, knocking this virus on its butt, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, so that's the daily vaccine. But, yeah, that's all I have for today. I have a lot more for tomorrow. I have some new stuff, some stuff that happens. It's pretty cool, pretty fun, pretty interesting 
like I said, some heartwarming stuff. I hate being, uh, I'll talk about that tomorrow. So he'll know more about that. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. Remember, you can like the Facebook page, follow my YouTube, Coach Coach T, Coach uh, underscore Wayfort underscore T on Instagram for my coaching page. That's the unofficial official like podcast page. My personal Instagram, I mostly just, I let, I accept people who are older, obviously, but uh, who I know. I don't like too many strangers on my personal Instagram, but uh, all my public stuff for my podcast page, uh, feel free to like it, subscribe, listen. I'm going to start putting more content on my YouTube, playing video games and stuff like that, just because that's what I do. I like storyline games, so I'll be playing those. Um, but yeah, so that's it. So thanks for listening, guys. Be safe. Wash your hands. Uh, wear your mask or don't wear your mask, whatever you like to do. Just be safe about it. And uh, this has been another day in the life of Life with Lucille podcast. Bye.